All right. Well, who Jesus died for, uh, as, as believers, we all know that Christ died for everybody. Us, you know, having the fact that we all know this is, is, a, is a blessing and God's grace to all of us. Um, Calvinists have a different uh, belief as us, I believe. Um, I was doing a little bit of reading on it. They believe in unlimited atonement and limited atonement. Uh, unlimited atonement being Christ died for all people, which is similar to our the way we think. <clears throat> uh, the limited atonement that uh, Christ died for the elect. They also believe that there is an elect and a non-elect. The elect were people that were born that were elect to go to heaven. And the non-elect were basically people that weren't believers that weren't going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. They were not elect by God, as Calvinists Oh, that's believed. what they believe. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, limited atonement was Christ died for the elect. Is basically your, you know, people, your hierarchies. They believe that they were the elect that were going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Um, as we all know, the, the, uh, the offer of salvation is unlimited. Um, kind of just want to go around and, and see where you guys um, stand on this kind of who you believe Christ died for, why he died. You know, we've already gone over. This is about the who. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to start off with just going a clockwise rotation. Phil, you if you want to. Sure. Well, he died for me. Um, <clears throat> I'm still learning all this. You know, I gave my life to Christ. I got baptized two years ago. Um, so, I mean, now that I have a better understanding, um, I realize, you know, he died for me. Um, I don't use the Lord's name in vain anymore. Um, I don't cuss. I try not to cuss. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I have a lot more, I have a better vision of, like, what sins really are now. Yeah. And... I have sinned and I do feel guilty. Um, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So that's my outlook on it. Awesome. Thank you. Ryan? Yeah, I believe he died for everyone. Um, I don't believe some of the other Calvinist views, though. So, um, but yeah, I believe that. He died for all of us. He wants all of us to come home, but some of us are not going to choose that path, which is super sad to me. Um, it's just difficult, especially knowing my background, where I came from. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there in a lot of difficult situations, so it's sad to see some of them not really want to grab onto that love that's poured out for free. So. Thank you. Mr. Cody. Um, I would take it back to John 3.16, ultimately. Christ died for everyone who believes on him, basically. So it's a personal choice that everyone here, I believe, has made. Unfortunately, a lot of the world is going headstrong into oblivion. Yeah. Pretty much. Mr. Josie. Uh... (laughs) Pretty much the same. Uh, you know, Christ died for everyone who uh, who accepts Him as their Lord and Savior. Um, 
you know, everybody has that chance. Everybody will have that chance, but not everybody chooses to accept it. And so it's the acceptance that we're essentially bowing down to him, uh, which is phenomenal. It's awesome. So. Yeah, basically it's the same as everyone here. I'm not a Calvinist, so that's really the only way, point where someone would say, uh-uh. But maybe we're maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <clears throat> Mr. Chris? Yeah, I mean, when you kind of go along the same lines, it's, you know, died for all of us, you know, Jew, you know, Jew or Gentiles, those who are near, those who are far away, called everybody to him. You know, it's... I tell myself all the time when the cross should be something that we should never be tired of hearing or hearing about or hearing about, you know, seeing and understanding what was done, why he did it. So, yeah. Mr. Dave? Yeah, I believe that he, he died for everybody, but everybody has to make a decision. I was raised a Catholic, and, and uh, to me, you're guilty, guilty, guilty. There was no love there. But that's what God is all about, is, is to put forth that love and, and to show it, you know. And he did with his, with his son. Yeah, that's right. You know, so I, I guess I, I don't understand hate. But, uh, but he, put the, he put the love out there. And, and that's where you get your joy from. Mm -hmm. how, much, how much joy do you get out of hate? None. Actually, in, in all reality, you go backwards. Yeah. With yeah. hate. Yeah, so <clears throat> so I think it's uh, it's important for everybody to make a decision. And it'll, like like you said, it'll change your life. Oh, yeah. You know, I've, I've been working, <clears throat> I've been uh, redoing a truck, and, and this guy, F, F, F this, F this, but <sighs> I, I can't seem to reach him. I mean... I've known him for 30 years. And, well, uh, power of prayer is amazing. Just keep him in your prayers and that's all you can do. Yeah, well, he, I, I told him uh, he got cancer and I told him I was going to pray for him. And, and uh, he's coming out of it. Uh, but I, I just, you know, I, I feel helpless. Mm -hmm. And I think I agree with you. That's the only thing I can do is pray for him. So, yeah. so like, <clears throat> like I was reading this morning, prayer is really strong. It's a strong thing. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you. All righty. Let's just hear, let's move hear it. Down, move this down. Hey. Move it down. Take off, good Move buddy. the speaker down. <laughs> uh, no much different than just than everybody here else here at the table, I would assume. It's for everybody. But the part that <clears throat> still keeps me in awe is that he exists outside of time. Before it started, before he even created the world, he knew how it was going to end. Who was going to choose him? Who wasn't? Because he lives out here where we only see this right here, right now. And yet he still came here. He still showed us the way and he still died for us. Knowing that millions of people would reject him anyway just for those of us that would say yes he said come to me yeah. and we have that opportunity because he did without that love and without that sacrifice we would all be lost 
and him knowing the loss, he still did it anyway for those of us that we choose. It's just like, wow. It's the, when they say the ultimate expression of love, they're not kidding. Because, like I said, he knew who was going to reject him and the number was going to be in the millions, if not in the billions, and he did it anyway. Thank you. Mr. Tim. You told us the number. Oh, Scott. Yeah, you gotta move the speaker. Tim? Oh, okay. you're good. You're good. You're good. You're hello, hello, hello. <laughs> 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 Honey, I'll be home soon. Okay. Uh, uh, Tim. Um, yeah, I was born and raised Catholic as well, so religion was part of my life. You want to just give it a general sense, and God, since the day I was born, pretty much. You know, so uh, Catholic grade school, Catholic high school. Um, had all that knowledge growing up. And if you don't know anything about the Catholics, they have uh, sacraments, okay? And there's seven sacraments, and you start out with baptism. So you're baptized as a child. So, and I have this debate with my wife all the time, but you're born with original sin. So through the Catholicism, through Catholics, um, they baptize you early in life, when you're, early as they can, as a baby. So you resolve and you become part of God and, and the church and everything, and your folks are right there with you. You have witnesses, you have your folks in there to raise you starting right away. So, <coughs> excuse me, um, but um, the world, uh, you know, and this, I, I, think, yeah, I think that was super helpful. So, you know, because it brought the family together, kept most families together, and you joined on Sundays school for the kids and whatnot and um, and there's there's Bible that's shared in, in a daily mass you know scriptures read and then they talk about it but not quite like Bible study okay and that's the part I think that I've missed in some of my life a little bit but um, yeah, through Calvary it's it's been really good and uh, I just think that uh, through all of that and all that learning that there's especially today you can see it there's just no joy and hope and love and trust and truth common sense it's just not there people don't get it and it's just like you can speak with some people and I won't get political because I'm very political but on the right side Um, but uh, (laughs) but uh, you know it's just uh, it's so easy to sit there and after a few conversations about one thing it just it flips it's like that was missing. So as a child or early in your life, you can get some aspects of that, hopefully with your parents or God comes to you anyway. I, I don't know about an elite type of, of a thing. I think God came and saved everyone. So you just have to believe. That's it. Mr. Ward. Mr. Ward. I, I, I think the Polar Express there. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to believe. That's right. That's right. Um, God died um, basically to make us righteous with Him. When sin entered, we were separated. We weren't righteous. We couldn't talk to Him. We didn't. We were separated. And because we were creatures that, that he created, and he's still creating, each creature he creates every day, um, he wanted us close to him. And that's um, 
and so when sin entered and we weren't um, close to him, we couldn't get close to him because of our sin nature and him being perfect, the, the two don't correlate. So, uh, you know, I, I was reading through, and actually I read through uh, verse, or chapter uh, 4, verses 5, and the, the last verse in uh, chapter 4 was, he was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised from the dead to make us right with God. And the key word there is us, it's everybody. It's just, just yeah. who, who, uh, who he died for. And uh, then you go a little further in, into chapter 5, and it's, it, uh, it says, And this expectation will not disappoint us, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So that's, that's the gist of the, the gospel, I think, right there. So. Uh, I think I think God died specifically for sinners I know that's kind of on that same line but I think that's a important distinction to make is that sinners, all of us um, we've all sinned and uh, I don't think he went to the cross thinking of the people that are you know the the, the pastors that, you know, are doing, you know, doing great things in the name of God or the, the you know, the, the biblical elite. I thought I think he thought of the people like the man on the cross next to him that just needed that one, you know, sacrifice of ultimate love to to go, wait, there is something more. You know, I've lived my whole life one way and now I get to enjoy eternity because of forgiveness. Um and so, like, I always try to think of, you know, everyone that I meet not being able to go to heaven. And why would I, you know, I, I want to be just as focused on learning about God and knowing God as I am meeting other people who don't know God. Because if I am not on the front lines talking to these people and not in a, you got to read your Bible, you got to get in with God because nobody, nobody responds well to that. You know, I, I've never met somebody who I've shoved it down their throat and they've been like, oh, this is great. This is exactly what I needed. You've you got to song and dance them like it's like you're, you're taking them on a date. And, but once you do, they go, wait a minute, this sounds familiar. And it's been true these last few months that we've been talking. And you're like, yeah, I know, <laughs> you know, because I, I didn't say it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. So I always try to look out for my my friends that are lost, you know, mm-hmm. I won't call them sinners to their, to their face, but I'll say, I'm a sinner. I have failed. I have done these things wrong. And you know, they, they see that and they go, Oh, wait a minute. Like, you know, it's not going right for you, but you're happy while it's going wrong. That's weird. <laughs> and then they want some of that. Um, but yeah, I think that's why God died. And it just, I think the Holy Spirit just slapped me on the side of the head. God also died for me. Well, it's been in very Christianity. That's what C.S. Lewis talks about. Is if you were the only one yeah. ever, he would have died for 
you. Just you. Just you. Yeah. Just you. Well, there was one or billions. Yeah. It didn't matter. Exactly. You were just the only one. Out of all existence, you were the only one that believed in him. He would have died just for you. Yeah. I read that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Titus. I need to take your time. <laughs> I'm down to 30 seconds. My bad. My fault. I, I love everything that everybody's saying. It's it's it is God's love that is the reason that He sent His Son to die for all of us, and with that He's basically showing us His love and giving us that gateway, that that opportunity to believe in Him and to be saved and to be accepted into His kingdom. <coughs> Without His Son dying, we would not be able to go to the kingdom. God is too perfect. Yep. Exactly. You know, we we are too much of sinners. We're too imperfect, and that having that having him send his son is him showing us that he loves us and he's given us that, that chance and all we have to do is accept him and, and it could be any time of your life it could be the moment you're born if you have that cognitive thinking you know and mm-hmm. some people do my daughter does um, <clears throat> or if you're on your, your last breath and you, know, you barely know who you are anymore and if you accept God into your heart and you know he will save you he'll reach out his arm and he will, he will save you so that's what's crazy to me is like talking about all this stuff sorry Paul um, yeah, you're good all you have to do is choose. Yeah. You don't, it's not, you know, like there's a Mercy Me song that talks about you are forgivable. It doesn't, you know, I got to come with all of these gifts and all this, you know, I got to be perfect and all these got to be perfect and I've got to be this shining example of Christianity. No, it's come as you are, not as you should be. There are those of us who are called to be followers and those more than others and, and that's God's plan is yeah. to have the example set by those who he he knows in their heart and heart. Doesn't matter. Circumcised or uncircumcised. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. I, mean, I, I wanted to say one. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, my dad was never a Christian until it got near the last part of his life, and I, I gave him a Bible, and he cried. <clears throat> so I know that he's saved <clears throat> because. He was ignorant. Mm-hmm. He didn't know. Right. But then he started reading this thing. <clears throat> and I believe that saved him. Most you know? definitely. But at that point... The truth he, will set you free. Yeah. yeah. And that's... The only one truth in life is right here. Yeah. And he found the truth. 100% truth. Yeah. Can't find anything else like it. <clears throat> well, thank you, gentlemen. That was... Uh, that was awesome. Really appreciate that. Um, I was doing a little bit of reading on, I do a lot of studying on uh, got questions, because I always got questions. (laughs) 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 And it said, uh, Jesus' death was sufficient for all, but only effectual for those who have faith in Christ. So... His death is sufficient for everybody, but only to us to receive him mm-hmm. is it effectual. Meaning, it's in effect. You having fun over there, buddy? Right. I'm taking John 2 2 says, He is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Propitiation, the meaning of propitiation, means the atoning sacrifice. 
ultimate. Ultimate, exactly. The ultimate <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah. And just like Cody said, um, I wrote down John 3.16. Everybody knows John 3.16 very well. <clears throat> so, uh, basically, you know, call, uh, God calls on everyone. But those who answer the call and put their faith in Christ will be saved. That's just the truth behind it. Um, I know we had a we had a pretty good discussion with the guys we had here last week about a a gray gray kind of thinking. Um, the world sees in gray. I don't think we should because it's harmful and it can be very. Um, disruptive to our walk um, because there's just, there is no maybes in life Christ died for us he didn't he either died for us or he didn't we either sin or we don't we're either forgiven or we're not you know I just um, I understand there's people say that there's gray areas I don't know if I'm a believer in that but there is no gray area in my life with Christ it's either he's the Lord of my life or he's not. I'm either going to follow him or I'm not. I'm either going to read his word or I'm not. I'm going to go to church and worship or I'm not. You know? Um, it's good. The fact that, like you said, Christ would have died for just one person. Yeah. But instead he died for billions, like you said, that knowing that billions wouldn't even believe in him. Yeah. And he still gave his own self <clears throat> sinless self and he took the sins of the world on his shoulders past present and future so everybody after Christ he died for their sins and they hadn't even been a thought or born or anything and he knew them before all this and he still died for them that's power that just proves the kind of love that Christ has for us to be the atoning sacrifice for everyone, past, present, and future. But we're put here on earth as believers to speak his word and spread his word in truth from the Bible. Also says uh, in John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. We are his sheep. We are believers. We are his flock. We only know his, his voice. Being the shepherd, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. If someone was to come and tend that flock besides the shepherd, the sheep wouldn't listen because they didn't hear the shepherd's voice which is true in our lives because Christ is the only voice that we should be hearing and following. And he protects us as his followers. I don't know. I mean, I'm still here. I shouldn't be. I've desecrated my body in the last 40 years to where I should not be sitting here right now. I've broken my back. I've broken my ribs. I've thrashed my head. I've literally tried to kill myself basically without 
trying to kill myself for purpose. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I like what it says in, in uh, 1 John 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us for, <clears throat> for our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, sir. And then uh, 10, too, it says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word, his word is not in us. And to piggyback, <clears throat> piggyback on that, uh, John 10, 17, with the Good Shepherd section there, says here, for this reason, the Father loves me because I laid down my life so I may take it again. No one has taken it from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This commandment I received from my Father. <clears throat> so at any time, like we were talking about last couple weeks ago, like at any time, you could, you could have just tipped off. You could have come, you could have skipped being a baby and not come at all, live life through like us, and skip that and just come just to die, and then left. But he chose to start from the beginning, to live life like us, sinless, to see what it's like to have brothers and sisters, and go through life. So, yeah. But, but nobody could do miracles like he could. No. No. <clears throat> um, uh, his love and loving grace is unconditional. You know, it's like Phil said. He's, he died for me. Yeah. If I was him, I wouldn't have died for me. Because I know what a piece of trash I was. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> over it. Yeah, what and about our daily thoughts? The fact that he has enough love to save me yeah. as I was. Yeah. To go through what you went through. Oh, yeah. But you've gone through being Well, and that was the thing, <laughs> is he had the back of my collar the whole time. And you know what? I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about my alcoholism. But it wasn't until he flipped me off that 25-foot cliff and I ended at the bottom. Yeah. Broken. Literally yeah. broken. Is when he was like, have you had enough? You've been praying about this. And it had been two years prior of me starting to pray for him to take away my alcoholism. Two years. And I kept praying and kept praying and kept praying. He finally said, okay, what, now what it, what wake come, up. Think about what Tyler said, what did it come down to? You had to choose. Mm-hmm. And it was either going to be either you choose Which me path? or you just found how close you were to death. Yeah. So? Which way are you going to go? <laughs> You're going to choose the straight My back narrow. hurts. Yeah. My back hurts. <laughs> You're going to choose the straight and narrow path that leads to salvation. You're going to choose the, the wide path that everybody keeps walking on. Who's blind? You're gonna choose to jump back over the fence and walk a little bit till it gets too hard, and then jump back over. You know, like you said, like either there's no gray area. You can't like you know, Pilgrim's Progress. We can't walk on the fence and scream on the fence. We can't like oh I'm gonna this this is okay. This is our cussing's all right as long as you know I don't cuss around you know the pastor and everybody else. Like no, you either choose to not do it or you choose to do it. But it took a lot to get your attention. <laughs> right. 
mean, I don't think I want to fall off a cliff and already get. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And that's the thing. I don't wish that on anybody, but you know what? That's what that's it took your, for me. That's your story. That's your. That's my testimony. Yeah. And the, you know, the greatest thing about it is us guys that are tattooed and stuff like that, and people look at us and like, well, you're a Christian. Like, how are you a Christian? You're tattooed. That doesn't make a bit of difference. Yeah, we've sure. we've put marks on our body and sure. we've we've desecrated God's temple, but you know, at the same time, I'm sure we've all repented for what we've done, and that's just part of you know. I'm tattooed. I've seen some guys that are on fire for the Lord that are head to toe tattooed. Oh, really? And you want to tell me he's not going to inherit the kingdom oh, yeah. of heaven? So correct me if I'm wrong, but did Jesus have a tattoo? No. Well, he had he had pierce marks. Person. Well, yeah. I don't think you have a yeah, Jesus had a sweet. I was gonna say. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, like that, I, I think people are putting crap in your head, but. Yeah. 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 On his thigh, when he comes, he's, when he returns, he's gonna have his uh, cube cube like on, on, on his thigh. On his thigh, yeah. He's gonna have it on his his thigh when he comes back. So yeah, right across the chest is I am the only way. I am. He's got everybody's names on his arm all the way up and down. But it does not say it's a tattoo. It could be a scar. It could be a brand. It could be, you know, we cannot assume to know really what it is. Somebody told me a long time ago that he had some kind of marking on There is something on his thigh when he comes back. When he makes his second coming. Yes. Don't get me started on tattoos. Yeah. Not while he was actually physically on the point. Back to Paul. Um, um, I was just talking to Chris about this this morning. You know, as as believers, we're going to have trials and we're going to have tribulations and it's going to be rough for us. But I was thinking about it and I was telling him, you know, it's it's rough for being a Christian. I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't. I was thinking about this you know, this last hour. It's not. It's harder being in the world. You just don't recognize it because you're in the sin that's happening. And now that you're a believer and your convictions hit you and hit your heart, mm-hmm. hit your soul, it makes it that much easier to recognize it and to fix it. As a non-believer in the world, you can't just fix it because you don't know. You aren't seeing what you're doing. You're just in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and it also, like, going off what Dick was saying, you know, for those who live in the world who don't, or especially like right now, like it's hard to find hope <clears throat> right now. If you're outside the world, and we have, you know, the world's going down the gutter. I mean, we all know it. it's, you watch TV enough, you see, you know, Prague, there's people who got, you know, there was a shooting in Prague recently. There's more, more of that happening. Our government's in shambles. I mean, stuff's more expensive. And it's like, it's really hard to, if you are living the world, there's really hard to grasp onto something that is bright. And for those of us who have chosen to follow Christ, we have the hope in, in salvation that, you know, eventually he is going to return. Yes, it's hard, this is difficult, but we have the hope of what is coming. So. Yeah, wasn't that exciting being bold for Jesus down there? Yeah. <clears throat> Do I hurt myself? It's a He's like, that- I hurt myself? hurt myself? <laughs> It's a wonder that that roof didn't blow off from <clears throat> from all the excitement. All all those kids, <coughs> all of those. Well, you worked you worked with all the kids. That must have been exciting. 
crazy. To see the joy <laughs> from those kids. They're the future. Absolutely. Yep. That's what we need to get back to is yeah. protecting our children. But I like it's what, become way too easy for this world to dictate what our children learn, mm-hmm. to what they hear, to what they're taught. These teachers are so far off in left field that I don't know how they're even allowed to teach this stuff that they're teaching these children. And I'm talking from kindergarten on. Yeah. You can be any section. But you can't put God in the flag and the Pledge of Allegiance, can you? But you can have a transvestite come and pop his whatever in your face, in a three-year-old's face, at a tranny party. Like, at the library. Right. At the school. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this is, this is, I believe it's a sign of the times. You're starting to mess with children. God don't like that. Not at all. Because children are precious in his sight. So you start messing with children like that, you're going to end up feeling the wrath of God. He's a vengeful God. Don't get that twisted. He's not just a loving God. He is vengeful. And I would hate... I I can't even imagine the wrath that's going to happen. What happened to that Egyptian the other day that spoke against God? And he had a heart attack right on stage? And he died. Yep. He said he said that uh, Allah was Allah was God, and yeah. he turned around to walk across the stage off the pulpit and collapsed, died. Uh, was that should have made where was it, Dick? A Christian? Where was it? It was. Um, it was one of the. I thought he was at the UN. That would have been good. no. He was at the Turkish. Yes. Uh, Senate. Yes. Senator Con. Oh, is that where it was? The Turkish government there. Oh, okay. Congress. Oh, okay. <laughs> or their yeah. I will smite you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that brings up a question. You know, we, we always you talk about truth. What's yeah. happening? You get smoked. What is truth? <laughs> yeah. What is truth? <laughs> what is truth? What, what? The Bible's The Word of God. Yeah. yeah. Undying belief, right? Okay. They try to confuse you. Well, I don't define truth. What is, I don't, I what, define how do you it. define truth? Read what the if Bible. I tell you this glass is red? Well, we'll just take you to the loony bin. Yeah. Well, you'd probably do that. But, but if I got somebody to agree with me, that yeah, yeah that, glass, that glass is red. Now, between the two of us... You're colorblind. Well, yeah, but... No, we you're think, wrong. We, I think that color, the color, that's glass is red. Yeah. But that's exactly what hey. evil does. Yeah. But... Yeah. That's what they do. That's what what, they do. what, it, what it, it points out is if you say truth, actually what you're doing is you're setting a standard. Yeah. So for us, the, the standard setter is God. And that's what we need to, to when, when we say this is truth, what we're, we're actually saying is, is that we are, are believing that, that God set the standard of what truth is. He set the standard that, that this color is white. He set the standard that um, having um, <clears throat> two wives will cause you problems. He set that standard. He, he set the standard that hurting children is wrong. 
and that's what that's what uh, uh, the, the the world has an issue with is because they believe that that they can set that standard and they can change God's standard to something different. But what did Jesus say? I am the way, the truth, the truth. and the life. But Jesus was saying. When he says the truth, he said, this is the standard yeah. that it is. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Very good. I don't know how people handle more. <laughs> 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 um, well, um, I'm on the, the uh, conclusion part of my notes. You're good. Um, basically, just in conclusion... Um, Christ died for everybody past, present, future. Mm -hmm. But only those who believe and accept him into their hearts and repent for their sins will inherit the kingdom of heaven. His love and grace are unconditional for everyone, but not everyone feels it, basically because you're in the world. Us as, as believers in Christ and followers of Christ, we have those feelings that hit us when we know we're doing something wrong and God convicts us of what we're doing the world doesn't have that with non-believers because they're so far into the world that the world says this is okay you don't have to worry about that but us is looking at that same thing God will convict your heart and turn you away from it because it's not truth but they have no future we do well that's right but they they could have a future they could if it's for us yeah to go out and preach that to them. Plant well, that seed. They do have a future. Yeah, hell. Yeah, that's yeah. their future. <clears throat> exactly. And oh, it's not me saying yeah, that. Yeah, but ours that's is different. The truth saying ours that. Ours is different. There are two mm-hmm. futures, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. But every, everybody has a future. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing, too, is like what Jesus calls, you know, tells us, you know, what I always do my best to do is, you know, we're supposed to have, teaching our kids a little bit, but we're supposed to have hearts like children. I've always struggled with, like, understanding what exactly that means. It means that, like my daughter, you, you tell your know, imaginary friends or whatever, a kid will believe anything you tell them. Have childlike faith. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, what does that mean to me? That means that basically, I know God exists not because it's imaginary, because I believe in it. There's no way to tell me anything different. Mm-hmm. And back to you, like that's God said that truth as a standard. Like I exist. What can I tell you? Exists is I have this to tell me what about who He is and what He's done. So. Yeah. Um, and today, more than ever, Satan's out on his attack, but he's attacking us believers, followers of Christ. He doesn't have to attack non-believers because they're already in his world. They're already doing the things that he's wanting them to do. So, just be cognitive of that in these coming days, because you're gonna feel his presence. I know you are. And I know you may already have. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was just struggling. And I had to hit my knees. And just lay it at his feet. I was so indulged in trying to fix it myself. <laughs> just spinning my wheels in the mud. <laughs> until I laid it at his feet. And I tell you what, the next day, I felt like a million bucks. I had not a cloud in my head, and I was just 
going. Walking on air. That's well, right. The next thing, too, is also kind of tying to that is for those of us who are struggling with something that we have prayed, that it doesn't seem like there's an end or a light at the end of the tunnel. It's one of those things where it's just like, okay, you know, maybe there's something else like that. We always talk about either to a yes, a no, or a maybe. Wait. Or wait, right? There's no maybe. There's going to be, there's going to be, no so it's going to be, you know, it might take a few times to pray, 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 seek God. It's going to be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But there's those who struggle with that and climb up the hill. Our, feet, our fingers might get bloody, our knuckles might get bloody, but it's like praying. It's all in his timing. Yeah. Whenever he sees fit. And you know what? That's why we can just lay it at his feet. And when he's ready to take care of it, he will. And that's why it's a yes, no, or wait. Yeah. I had to wait two years. Sometimes. And I didn't like the, yeah. the, the outcome of it. Yeah. But it had to be done. Because yeah. that was his way of knowing this is the only way I'm going to get this kid's attention. Yeah. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it did. Next time, just let me. I'll just take care of that. Well, be less yeah. dramatic. Just a big paw. I don't need. A, I don't need another concussion. It was. It was a heck of a slap, huh? Yeah. That would be like taking a, a beam from a house and just right across the ear and cheek. Or sometimes yeah. a right here, clip. But, or sometimes and you know what? But that's what God does. Especially when He's reeling His child back in. We were born with His knowing who his children were going to be. Mm-hmm. He knew who was going to come to him. He knew who his sheep were going to be. That in itself, before we were even born, he knew. Yeah. Beginning of time, he knew I was going to be here at this moment in time and a follower of him. And the fact that he sent himself to die on the cross because Father, Son, Holy Spirit, he sent himself to die. It wasn't just his son he yeah. put his son on this earth as part of the Holy Trinity to be the atoning sacrifice for us. And he finds time to spend time with each one of us. Continuously. All the time. And you know, imagine how many people pray at one time and around the world. Imagine how many prayers are being answered at one single time With around the, the Bruce, world. Like Bruce, I mean, Bruce Almighty. Like you try right. to become God and like... Everything, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I won the lottery and I got no, no, no. 38 bucks. <laughs> That's the biggest thing, too, is like you think about that, you know, how many people are praying, how many people are seeing after God. And he's that he, so how can he do that? It's like he's God. Because, yep. like, he, he was talking about, like, he's above time. He's able to yeah, he's beyond time. meet us where we are. What a friend. Yeah. It's someone that you can go to at any time and tell anything. Even your innermost. Nobody knows yeah. stuff. Yeah. Can be yeah. laid at well, his well, feet, and he's like, "Wow, that's kind of yeah, dark." But let's let's get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. We are, we are to fear him, but he is our friend. Yes. You know, we yeah. can talk to him, and he yep. loves us, and he will forgive us. One hundred percent. Non-judgmental. You know, and he really knows our heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knows our thoughts. Yeah. And he, even if you're not on your knees praying, even you thinking about just being thankful for things and in your mind he hears it and it doesn't have to be shared out loud it can be anytime anywhere sitting in your car when you're in traffic and you're getting ready to cuss at the guy that just cut you (laughs) off yeah i'm one of those guys you know rubbin's racing 
I'll get in the back end and get you a little loose. But God tells me not to. And I'm in my car. Lord, just give me yeah. some patience today because <laughs> this guy's really testing it. <laughs> but, I mean, even little things like that. Yeah. Even little things of, like this morning. I was praying, you know, just help me get through this lesson today. Yeah. I was nervous about it. Thanks, big guy. You, you did great. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Definitely. No this was. I think, uh, I think on that too is like most of us miss the most important prayer that we can say is one word. It's help. Help. Yep. It's literally it. Yep. All you need to say. Yeah. And he and, knows exactly what you mean. Yeah. Hmm. And the cool thing is, is that I've been teaching my kids like you'll see kids like if you have any kids or you've ever had kids you'll see them where they're unwilling to ask for help all the time with different things that they're going through and struggling through and it's like man if you can't ask me for help like how are you going to ask god for help and like that's so important because they don't realize that but it takes a lot more courage to go to god than you know, your yeah, friend or yeah. your friend or your buddy. Or open friends. up, open up about stuff. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You yeah see, I, have a, I have a granddaughter yeah. like that, and I just can't seem to get. Sometimes I'd rather give it over to God because I don't want to tell anybody else. <clears throat> yeah. I, I you know. It's it's hard for me to go to somebody else and be like, "Don't take this the wrong way." But I'm gonna I throw this on your lap. <laughs> That's much more interesting. So, uh, to, to, to someone who feels that you know someone who is more afraid to talk to God than to another person. Well, and that's that the person. that's the point of this group too. Is all of us are God here for each other. Who knows what you thought this morning? You don't have to hide that. Right. One hundred percent. Hide it from you know your there ain't you can't you can't hide anything from him. That's the thing. There's no hiding nothing from him. But better saying too, remember too, is he's also like the same guy in the Old Testament, same guy in the New Testament. He's jealous of our time. You know, like you said, being the word every day. You know, not make sure that we're spending our time doing the things that he wants us to do. So, yeah. Um, Matthew seven twenty one. It says. Why will not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will be saved, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven? That's us. We're trying to do the will of the Father through the truth. <clears throat> and it ain't always easy. But, but some people, <clears throat> I think what he's talking about uh, is people <clears throat> doing things for their own glory and not for the glory of God. Correct. I mean, how many times have you seen people like that? Some of these people on TV. I see it in the church. <clears throat> Dick, yeah. there's yeah. 60% of people that are in the church that aren't believers. They're there for their own own self-satisfaction. It makes them feel good to go to church. Yeah. They're not believers. Check your boxes. No. Yeah, exactly. I went to church this Sunday. Yeah. No, no, when I go no, there, I'm desperate. <laughs> yeah. well, I need I need the word. That's the thing. And yeah. I love Sundays just for worship alone. 
I look at Bray's like all I the, want more songs. You know, all yeah. the priesters, the people that come to Christmas <laughs> Eve and stuff like that. Christmas and Easter. Pray for those yeah. before we walk in the door on Sunday. But you know what? With that being said, I thank God for that. Because yeah. if you're showing up for Christmas and Easter, you know. Yeah. Just be praying for You like, know the meaning of those, those two holidays. Yeah, be praying for so those people too. you're here for a reason. Yeah. You, you might as well take the rest of If you were bringing that to the forefront that you know that Christmas is Christ's birthday and Easter is when he died and rose again mm-hmm. and you're coming to church, the Lord's talking to you. Yeah. But at the same time, in our church, we just get comfortable with going and saying hi to Josie, hi to Justin, hi to Ryan. Hey guys, what's up? Instead of the people that are sitting back going, yeah. it's my first time here and nobody's really even saying anything. And they just kind of sit there and you can tell. You can tell who's new in our church. Because oh, yeah. you can walk straight in down that back. middle aisle and you'll see them in the center. Just... In the back. <laughs> well, the biggest thing, too, is just be, like I said, be, be in prayer for those people on Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> both services, like, God, you're, you're bringing people in for a reason. <clears throat> yeah, so, but you, you'd be surprised how many, how our church has changed. Right. Because I've been there more than, I don't know, more than... 15 years. Well, you're ancient, Dick. <laughs> I was going to say, you just said you were as old as dirt. You're, you're, you're just now. saying that because so it's there, true. You were there when it was just <laughs> a parking lot? <laughs> but the church has changed. Yeah. <coughs> Honest. Yeah. It really has. You know, and I think there's more loving people in there now than there ever was. Well, hey, that's all we just got to keep. I can say that. We can, we can just keep doing that. <laughs> Despite... That guy down there. Well, and see, that's that's the thing too. Is look at this group. It's the same way. This group was like five guys when we started it. Yeah. And now look at it. Yeah. Now you got me hooked. Well, hey, you know you're gonna have to join us on every second and fourth. Second and fourth Saturday. No, I want it every Saturday. Well, we're, we have the we have the men's we have the men's breakfast the first Saturday. Then we have meeting. Yeah, and then we have we have a week off, which we normally come and just kind of, if anybody wants to get together that third week, we just kind of come here and just hang out and fellowship. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is like we started way back when it was just me, Colin, and and was it Tom? Yep. And then it broke up. Just holding it down, man. And then God opened up an opportunity for for Kevin started it and off of people last year or the year before yeah and it just kind of broke off that because you know uh, God pulling me going I want you to do this and me going I don't want to do this yeah because I went through this before and it broke up last time but you know it's been a blessing for sure mm-hmm. seeing guys coming and the fellowship and just hanging out with you guys so yeah, it's been awesome Tom said he wanted to come back the other day he said he's I need to get back out there again Tom, yeah. Well, you know, we do have one on Thursday night, too. Haven't been to that one yet. First Saturday. <laughs> what's going on now? Yeah, we got yeah, the first. Every Thursday. Well, he's got one. The first Saturday every month, though. We, we I try, try to be pregnant at 530 every once in a while. Uh, or 6 <laughs> 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 I'm not qualified. 